Hey everybody, it's Gary back here with you for another episode of Hoops and Cards. This one might wind up being three quick hitters in one, three episodes that I have started to record over the last four days and uh, just have not had, we have had so much going on. Uh, I've said before about uh, my wife's health roller coaster. Uh, We have a, a full house of kids and Lots going on this weekend. I went to a card show on Saturday, the local, Hartville. Great job, Mike. And uh, we're going to talk about making the most of your card show experience. A little bit of a Basketball Cards 101 update for you. And shout out to some of my new friends from that, that part of the weekend. And then also, I was I was so pumped up to give you guys a five buys episode. <laughs> and uh, I had started recording. I had done number five which was the obvious Devin Booker if he if he takes the next jump towards the towards the uh, adding the ring and then the four was a lottery ticket pick Cameron Johnson who had that iconic dunk so I started on a five buys episode but uh, today is sort of my mulligan three quick hitters in one basketball cards 101 guys it's great to be with you let's get it My friends, if Saturday afternoon at uh, the Hartville Canton Card Show was any indication, the sports card market is alive and well, thriving more than ever. And uh, the place was absolutely packed. This is the show you may have heard me talk about a bunch of times, really, on this on this podcast. And I was just psyched to go again this weekend after missing last month. Uh, no good excuse. We were on vacation. Man, that is no excuse to miss a card show. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but wow, to see so many new vendors, so many new faces, meet some new friends. A lot of people handing out flyers about their new business or their sports card shop or another event. And uh, it just felt like a buzz, you know. While hearing everybody on other channels or other friends talk about going to the National in Chicago here in a couple weeks. It was exciting to get a taste of that here in a little town in Northeast Ohio. And guys, it was so, so much fun that uh, on the way I started to record a podcast and started to say, hey, here's the things I'm trying to do this time. You know, uh, not really looking to spend a lot of money. So I brought some cards to trade or sell cards that I could part with or cards that were like extras. And in fact, especially cards from other sports like soccer and football that you know, really, you all know basketball is my fave. I'm an NBA guy. I, I know about other sports. I mean, I've heard of them. I know who Kylian Mbappe is. I watched part of the the Euro Cup and the Copa Americano, whatever. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I Basketball's it, though. And uh, so I brought some other cards to, to trade or sell. I did stop at the bank to grab some cash on the way there. I did also uh, go in with just a, a, a first glance at the whole the whole show just went from, I went from table to table looking at what each, each vendor had, uh, sometimes talking if I felt like it, I got to be honest, sometimes I go to a card show and I just want to look at cards. I don't want to talk to people. Hello. You know, who has time for conversation? Sometimes I'm just, you know, I'm not a, as much as you guys hear me talk, I am not 
a hundred percent extrovert. I am back and forth. Sometimes I just want to go to a show and look through some guy's dollar box, um, you know, or, or just look at what's there for a while and not talk to people. Other times, like this past week, I was, um, some of you guys I actually met at this card show for the first time. Shout out Steve, St. V, go LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I was, I love meeting lots of, lots of new friends this weekend and a lot of guys from Northeast Ohio, some from PA, uh, some from Southern Ohio. People drive a long way to be a part of a big and a growing show like that. So that was cool. I, so I was uh, having conversations with people, asking around, uh, looking at, at, at cards that, that I might be interested in and kind of making notes for a card I want to go back and buy later. I took some risks that way because I had one card that, you know, for the next two hours I was thinking, I should go back and find that Julius Randle Prism rookie that I saw. I should go back and see, like, the comps maybe. And why is that, why is that card out there for 15 bucks raw? I think Julius Randle at that price is, uh, I, I guess it just kept nagging me. And, and uh, you know, a couple hours later, I go back to that table and apparently wrong table. I couldn't find the guy who had the Julius Randle. So if you're him or her, can you message me and say, dude, I got you. I got a Jay Randle for you, Prism rookie raw that looks centered for 15 bucks. Message me on Instagram uh, at Hoops and Cards. But I, but I took the beginning of the show really the first couple hours and uh, just walked around, looked at what people had, talked to people. The, the best part, guys, is just like listening to other people's conversations, right? Listening to them negotiate, listening to them ramble about Otani or about uh, the PSA, all the, the new things going on. Listen to them talk about the national or, you know, how, how, uh, Man, I'm really taking a bath on my prism base rookies. You know, like just it's fun listening to guys talk. In fact, I'm so tempted to just turn on the, the podcast recorder and walk around with you and listen in and we can we can get some laughs out of these. Cause some guys talking smack too. There's there's this one guy that like he quoted me a price on a card and I about I about lost it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I I know what I'm buying that card right now for online and you just you just asked me a a price that was 10x that buddy but you know it's just some fun conversation and uh, I enjoyed the show if you're going to a basketball card show this is part of the or oh did I say basketball cards it's all sports cards but a basketball card 101 thought you've heard me say a few things like bring cash be ready to look around first you don't have to buy it is not a race in fact that's one thing that the last three months have reminded me of in this hobby with with the card values going down, heading towards the off season or the, the, the burst, you know, the, the, um, parabolic raise, you know, rapid increase of card values is rapidly declined over the last three months. And, uh, it's down, but not out. In fact, a lot of the sports are turning up again, which is great. My point is I, you don't have to buy and, uh, you can go in with cash is, is king look around at a show for a while, especially if you're at the national, like we all know now, like guys can have instant access to, Hey, if I miss out on that Julius Randall, I can look on eBay. I can look on Starstock. I can go 10 different places right now and buy that card. If I really want it and find out, was that actually a deal or not, or put out an offer and wait till somebody accepts it in August when they're bored and they want 10 bucks to spend on their, you know, Tatis, 
refractor mojo, whatever. Like I, I'm just knocking on baseball. Good job, Alonzo, winning the home run derby. But my point being, um, you don't have to buy. It's okay to be patient. I've had to learn that. And if I am going to be patient, I'm going to use cash. I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to try to bundle a deal and uh, made a couple of deals on Saturday where we were close on a deal. And so we just kept adding stuff in and it made sense. So I got more than, you know, in, in, a, in a deal where I'm getting multiple cards. That's great. That is great. But you can walk around a show and, and I will say this, you guys, uh, especially if you're going to a local, but, but for the national as well, don't try to rip anybody off. Like be straight up honest with somebody about what, what you think the card is worth or what you heard about it, or you know something and that's why your price is lower or why you're, why you're asking high, you, you know something or, or you know it's gone high, but you tell the person you're gonna offer them you know, a discount. When you're negotiating, I would say just just add a show, be prepared. Even if you have to like look at the cards, okay, get it in your mind, I want this card or I like this card, but I'm gonna look around and see if anybody else has it cheaper. Or I'm gonna go walk around and while I'm walking around, look on my phone and see, hey, uh, maybe this card has gone down further than I thought and I don't wanna pay this guy's price. Or this guy's price where he's basing it on eBay comparisons I mean, that's, that's decent information, but you may have to remind yourself and maybe that guy with the high asking price, like somebody sold it on eBay for 50 bucks and then they turned around and paid eBay and PayPal like eight bucks of that. So now we're down to 42 and then they had to ship it. If they sold it with free shipping, that's another three, $4. So you asking me 50 bucks saying that's the comp, I'm saying I'm not giving you you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like the, each one of these prices has other realities baked in that if I'm not prepared when I go to a show, uh, I might pay 10, 20, 30% more than that card is actually worth. So so I was glad to be prepared. I, I actually took out some cash at the bank and on the way home deposited that amount of cash and a little bit more that I got from a sale. I felt really good about it because I'm in a position where I don't want to spend money. If I'm moving money around, if I'm getting out of one card that that I have, you know, maybe it's down a little bit, but I want to get into another card that's down, then I'm doing that. You know, if I want to get out of a soccer card or a football card or a baseball card, because I would rather be in on the, the dip right now. In fact, over the summer, you'll hear me talk about Shea Gildress Alexander, Donovan Mitchell, some of these superstars that, that right now, they're about, Trey Young even, their values are way down from what they were a month or three months ago. And uh, I'm ready to pounce and I'm, I'm trying not to pounce on their base cards, but it's, it's getting more and more difficult when I see what, what they're going for. But, but be, be prepared, go in with, with something to trade and with, with reasonable negotiation, uh, candor like be be friendly be funny be understanding be uh be right like deal fairly with people when you quote them a price say say why and quote them a decent price especially when it's a local and you're going to see these guys again or you're going to see this girl again you're going to want to know and you're going to want them to speak well of you for future deals 
If you're that guy that you gotta get every last dime out of a card or you've gotta charge, hey, uh, you know, you go on, somebody asks how much you're, you're asking for this card and you go on and you look at the last 10 comps and you quote them the absolute highest comp, that's your price, um, they're not gonna wanna deal with you again. You know, they might pay it that one time and then they'll find out, uh, dude, you didn't need to pay 15 for that Julius Randle. You could have got it at that next table for 10. And you're not gonna wanna go back to that dealer or that table. That's just, they're not gonna wanna come see you if you're like that. So go in and treat people with uh, respect. I, I had fun, like I said, meeting uh, and talking with people for a while. I ended up buying a cornhole set because our family uh, is getting super competitive into that at uh, different graduation parties and things. So I got that. And uh, the Basketball Card 101 thought of the day really is when you go to a card show, go in, have fun, be prepared. If you're in a buying mode, then take cash, be ready to negotiate, and you don't have to buy the first thing you see. You don't. I will add this, and you heard me kind of refer to it a second ago when I talked about SGA, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young. I could list 20 other guys right now. It is becoming a good time to buy basketball cards. I, I like the season that we're entering, and... I, I do have to realize a lot of the guys that my my um, my interest is drawn to when I'm at a show are guys that I've been following as NBA players for at least a year now, sometimes many more years. Obviously, LeBron James and uh, guys who have been around for a while. Russell Westbrook, love to see his cards. Uh, they're harder to find. Love to see deals right now on Luka. And, uh, and, you know, this is becoming an ideal time to buy. And, uh, and so, yeah, you may want to take advantage of what's out there at card shows over these next two months, maybe three months. And it, there is no better time, guys, than now to get to a card show. And by the way, if there's not a card show in your area, start one. Start one. We got two flyers this weekend at ours. One was from a guy that's been doing a lot of shows about, hey, here's the next three, four months of shows and dates and locations. And that was awesome. Uh, you know, how to, how to jump in and uh, pay for a table if you want to deal. Great. And then there was another one that they're starting a brand new event uh, coming up in October. And they were here just to circulate, meet people. And that may be an awesome way to drum up interest in your area, to connect with others who love the hobby, who love basketball cards, sports cards. Maybe a good way for you to make some money on the side, you know, renting out a, um, a meeting hall or a, a conference room at a hotel and just publicizing for a month or two, you know, the, your show and getting dealers that, are, that some will drive from two, three, four hours away to be at your show if you're in a good location. So you may need to start a show. Don't, don't cry about being, you know, so far away from Hartville or Chicago or Dallas or Atlanta, like start one in your area and you may have people that want to do this twice a month and it could become a great, uh, side hustle or just a really a great service to the hobby. That's even more important, you know, but you could make some money in that process. And if you're interested in connecting with somebody who's actually doing that, let me know, let me know. Cause I think that would be a fun, uh, podcast to interview some guys that put on hobby card shows and, and what they've done, what they've learned in it. But again, my focus guys is basketball cards. So the next segment can't wait to actually break down for you. My five buys here at the NBA finals.
five buys. So every few episodes, I'll give you five buys, five ideas or suggestions. Sometimes it's guys or cards that I'm buying myself. Other times it's uh, just, I think it's a good opportunity and feel like telling you. So, so uh, and I've been right a lot and wrong a lot. It's just the way it is. I think you you can't just listen to my list or anybody's list and go, okay, I'll chase after, you know, especially if they're not telling you why they mentioned this person as a buy. And number five for me is Devin Booker. Uh, I put that down, especially for those who think he could be finals MVP. He could be taking the next uh, step as a superstar for the long term in his career. And I think his cards are you know, there's less of them certainly than there are of the the 2018 Lucas or the 2019 Zion. So Devin Booker is a good long-term buy. Now he did show us something there in game three that I was not expecting after seeing him go off in so many games and just put up 30, 40 points in, in bright light, big moments uh, to see him drop a, just lay an egg. (laughs) Uh, in game three in Milwaukee, I wasn't surprised. Number one, young player, first finals game on the road. I mean, that that atmosphere and yeah, I don't know what they were doing, pulling him out of the game for the last five minutes. I, I think that was a, a veteran encouragement move by his coach. I think that was that was probably smart. I don't think you rest a guy for the last four minutes if that's what you thought that was about. Dude, you got... You got until Wednesday for your next game from Sunday to Wednesday. I think he's going to catch up on rest like everybody else. So I think it was more like, hey, Devin, uh, you, you can't do this. You can't disappear in a finals game. You can't let a Drew Holiday outscore you and Bridges combined. You can't do that. And and it just showed me that, like, let's put the pause on Devin Booker is Kobe Bryant stuff. I, I think that is obviously... Uh, uh, way, way, way too soon to be talking like that. Uh, but we have. We've been, we've been, you know, watching Devin Booker light up the Western Conference and, and just go off for big performances. And he's a great player. He is. But I think he's a buy if you are a believer in him long term. He's, he's not a buy if you're, like, looking to make a quick flip because as soon as the Suns lose the finals, uh, those cards are going to drop. And yes, I'm still Bucks in seven. So Devin Booker is my number five. Number four, I, I was thinking two lottery tickets for quick flips, and I still like one of them. My my list here was a tie between Bryn Forbes, looking for a young bench player who has affordable rookie cards who could come off in the finals and perform really well. You know, that, that remains to be seen. He might do it uh, Wednesday night in Milwaukee. I don't know. But my real number four looks like Cameron Johnson. I believe I've mentioned him before. I have some of his cards, have some of his parallels. I really like his game. The NBA, as you know, is is just falling in love with guys who are big, can run the floor, and 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 shoot threes. And Cam had a, a fantastic third quarter in game, uh, what was it, game three here in Milwaukee? I mean, for that kid to step up and that awesome dunk he had, I mean, Cameron Johnson is one of those lesser-known you know, second or third tier rookies from the 2019 Prism class that has long-term potential as a shooter and scorer. Now he's a little bit older. I want to say 24, 25, but he's the kind of guy that Phoenix could be starting next year. I mean, I don't know how long Jay Crowder is your starting four, 
I, I think they're going to need to move Cam into the starting lineup next season. So I, I like him as a short-term flip, especially if he continues to have big shooting moments in the finals. That's that's pretty sweet. It's raining here where I'm at, you can tell. Um, but long-term, I like Cam Johnson as a, at least a rotation player, if not a you know uh, poor man's Michael Porter Jr. in Phoenix, the kind of player that that basically complements Booker and Bridges and Chris Paul by stretching the floor, cleaning up after them for dunks and rebounds, and, and allowing allowing Aiden really to be the, the one man in the middle. And uh, I like Cam Johnson. My number three, and uh, this, this is a, a historic number three, the way he's playing right now, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Simply because his card values are still down. And I would look at if you're if you're if you have the money to get into an Antetokounmpo rookie, I would look for PSA tens of other cards, not necessarily his prism, although that has more long-term upside. I would actually look at some of these other Panini or Pinnacle, or you know, I've seen some of these uh, off-brand or you know the the, the lesser expensive value rookies. If you can get those in a PSA 10, I think you're still getting a great deal and there's a lot of room for Giannis to grow. Obviously headed towards the Hall of Fame. Obviously long-term signing with the Bucks is huge for him. And I think even though their roster is a bit older than a, a team like say Phoenix or Denver, uh, they're going to be back. They're going to keep doing this and they're going to learn. Giannis is going to learn a lot from this series and uh, from his first championship they're going to keep surrounding him with great players like Chris and Drew and you know Brooke Lopez has been a great fit the last couple series so I like Giannis and I think like whether that's a short term if you believe he's adding a ring in the next week or a long term and you're like dude I just love his game and I want a player you know that I can get into and I'm, I'm willing to invest a bit more in a rookie or an early year card of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kumpo. <laughs> I, I would actually look at some of his other cards, like, you know, Net Marvels, like the 2016 Optic Hollow in a PSA 10. I think there's some other great recent, any, any autos of Giannis I think would be sweet to get um, numbered cards. Don't settle for something uh, recent or cheap. Get something that's special. Giannis is my number three on the five buys this week. Zion to his strong side. He's hey, going to the line. And he's a foul that never went out. Number two here on the five buys for this week is a little bit unique because I'm thinking about something I can do right now to add more or to, to make some money to have available for mid-August or late August when I feel is going to be the best opportunity to buy in for the next NBA season. So I'm looking at what is going to go up in the overall sports card market. What do I think will? Where will the momentum be in the sports card market? And uh, it's really not rocket science. I think it's the NFL. I think the NFL season, the preseason with some of the new football uh Rookies that are obviously Trevor Lawrence, a lot of the new buzz about those rookies. And of course, the second year of big name quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, Tua, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. There's just so many young 
uh, great players to watch and to follow. And so my number two actually right now is is sort of to, to increase what I have as a basketball card collector, what I have ready to buy back in in mid or late August. I would start buying quarterbacks now. And I've actually already started doing this. So I've got a few of each of these guys I mentioned. Josh Allen, obviously, Lamar Jackson, but Baker Mayfield. Thinking of guys who are quarterbacks because they are the greatest value and the highest hype of football cards. And so I've, I bought some of those and sold some of those. And as the season approaches and as there's just excitement for players, some players are going to win starting jobs. Like, is it Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco or not? Is Cam Newton going to hold on in New England or are they going to get somebody else? My, my point is, I, I like the idea of right now buying Jalen Hurts and in six weeks or in eight weeks selling Jalen Hurts. Maybe even better, I like the idea of buying Lamar Jackson while he's down and he's not one of the hot young rookies. He's just a guy who will probably put up five touchdowns throwing and, and running in the first week and his cards will go crazy. So I like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. That's number two on my five buys list with an eye to, again, with the, with the intention of uh, doing something in the basketball offseason that's going to increase the value bottom line of my cards and the cash that I'll be able to use in late August, early September on basketball buys. So quarterbacks. And then finally, number one. <clears throat> with the first pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select LeBron James. That's right. You guessed it. Number one on this week's five buys is LeBron James from St. Vincent, St. Mary in Akron, Ohio. Los Angeles Laker who said this week he's got four years, give or take, left of uh, maybe longer. I hope it's longer, LeBron. Play play another 10, you know, uh, set some longevity records too. He's been amazing and uh, an awesome investment long term, but also in the short term. Here's a guy whose cards, uh, like the market, really have taken a plunge or a dip. And now they're, I mean, now and for the next four or five weeks, a great time to buy back in. A great time for me as a guy who likes to personally collect. That's PC. There's your Basketball Card 101 Glossary Edition. PC is Personal Collection. And uh, so I personally collect LeBrons, but I also seize opportunities to, hey, those cards are down right now. We're going into the offseason. The Lakers were eliminated early. Uh, LeBrons, you know, maybe going to get some card attention because of Space Jam 2, but he's also taken a lot of heat from uh, the national media, lots of basketball uh, skeptics. I I don't know what why why people enjoy so much criticizing one of the greatest players of all time while we still have him uh, near his peak of greatness as a player. And and here he is. While, while we're going to watch the Olympic team filled with guys like Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard, watch them, the ups and downs of are they going to win any games? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, LeBron is going to rest. He's going to take care of his body. He's going to eat. He's going to recruit guys to L.A. And they're going to be better next year. They, they just are. In fact, without injuries, they had a great start to this past season and could have made a decent run 
towards the finals. So surrounding him again with AD and a great supporting cast is a great recipe in the West. If the if the Phoenix Suns can come out of, you know, no playoffs to the finals, the Lakers can make it back next year. And and even if they don't, there's going to be a rise in the basketball market going into next season. A lot of people out will have learned from the drop over the last three, four months not to place your money in maybe good players or maybe prospects. Like, I'm still waiting on my green parallel Brandon Clark prism. Does anybody want that? It's a PSA ready to be graded. And I, I almost just want to say, PSA, you can keep it. I don't need my Brandon Clark prism. These cards that we thought were grade worthy or these prospects that, that people chased after or that they overrate. You know, anyway, LeBron James is smart money. He's my favorite. And, and especially right now, as we're about to end the NBA season, LeBron, mm, his stock, his, his, his potential, he's obviously going to be visible in culture and movies and society well past his basketball career and his playing days. And certainly the chance to maybe play with his son, Bronny, in the future would be incredible. But yeah, LeBron is my number one on the five buys list. And, and that's, that's the list. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear... Some of you guys have, have written me messages or told me, hey, uh, I did buy in or I, 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 I agree with you. I, you. You mentioned all the guys I like or, you know, why didn't you mention this guy? I'd love to get your feedback or if you've had experiences with any of these five buys uh, predictions, because there's some that oh, I wish I had, um, you know, taken my own advice and bought more of others where I'm like, you know, maybe I should have started saying earlier, um, all these five buys should wait till August because you don't have to pay a premium and you don't have to have that card now. Like, I don't have to have that that uh, thrill or whatever that pseudo sense of power comes from having, my, like, owning a card when I could wait three weeks and get it for 25% less. You know what I'm saying? So five buys, all of it's about timing. And uh, yeah, let me hear your stories. Well, before I sign off here and wish you a happy Taco Tuesday, uh, by the way, I love tacos and I would I would encourage you to try adding a little Tabasco and a little bit of Italian dressing to your taco next time. And, and you'll thank me later. Seriously. I, I know what I'm talking about. Taco Tuesday is a family tradition where I come from. But yeah, a couple of thoughts. One is on the NBA finals here. And it was it was rewarding to see the Milwaukee Bucks bounce back like Shuda said they would. They bounce back at home. A lot of the role players play better at home. They shoot better at home. The supporting cast, you know, when I talk about Cameron Johnson and the third quarter he had, well, it was nice to see Drew Holiday answer with several big threes. And that seemed to stem the tide of Phoenix's momentum or Phoenix's possible comeback. You know, I like Milwaukee in seven. I'm sticking with it. Even though they're down two to one, I am... Obviously, I've been for the underdog in a lot of ways. I like the, the the Bucks. I like the Eastern Conference. I have enjoyed watching Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and certainly Giannis. Although I'm getting tired of the the chanting when he's at the free throw line because it's it's starting to backfire. He's actually making free throws, uh, you know, in in crunch time and down the stretch. And um, and and Phoenix is fouling him a lot. Like, it's not one of those things where he's just getting calls. They actually are uh, just super physical with him. And 
maybe hoping that'll wear him down. But it doesn't seem to be. I think Milwaukee takes it. And I guess with that in mind, the time to sell Devin Booker or Chris Paul is is coming soon. The time to sell any of them is coming is coming soon. Maybe you'll list something at a little bit more than you know what what it you would take for it or what more than what it's at now knowing that these players are going to have at least two great games ahead of them and that I believe the Bucks are going to win. What do you think? I also want to say hey the NBA draft is coming up and it is fascinating if you check in on ESPN or one of the things I do is follow a lot of uh, beat writers on Twitter to, to, l- to listen to trade rumors and to hear how people are talking about guys like Ben Simmons and Colin Sexton and Marvin Bagley, some big names that if they move, that could help their card values, even if it's just that day or two. That could help their card values long term if they get more playing time or in a situation where they fit better. I love the idea, what I heard this week, of Brandon Ingram in some form of a deal to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Colin Sexton and some form of a deal. I think Brandon Ingram would be an amazing fit for them and, uh, you know, allow them still to build around Darius Garland and um, Isaac Okoro, uh, Jarrett Allen, and then also the number three pick, whoever they take, Jalen Green, you know. So I like the idea of Brandon Ingram to Cleveland. I should probably go buy me a B.I. Uh, optic rookie. I'm, I'm actually waiting for one at PSA. You can keep the Brandon Clark. I need the Brandon Ingram. You know what I'm saying? So watch the news. Guys, watch the rumors and uh, get ready for an exciting draft. You heard me talk a little bit about football cards. I do love following pro football. It's an exciting time. Um, I want to I do a special thank you to you as a listener of Hoops and Cards. Uh, I, Gary, have been doing this podcast here for a little over four months now. And we have had hundreds of listeners from all over the world listening to this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, number one. Thank you, too, for you guys, a lot of you taking me up on it, sending me direct messages, saying hello, asking questions, sharing about where you're at in the in the hobby or the basketball cards. I love it. I love it. Uh, Michael, Steve, Brett, loved hearing from you guys this week. And it was awesome, too, to get... Uh, a special mention the other day on uh, Wax Museum podcast. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening to everything that we do. And, uh, you know, when, when I started this podcast, I uh, it was after more than a year of listening to other sports card podcasts and feeling like, hey, uh, I'm doing a lot of listening and I kind of want to I kind of want to talk. I want to <laughs> I want to interact. I, I've got ideas or I've got reactions or I'm listening to a podcast where a guy says something that I've been thinking for a month. Why don't I just get on here and you know, give it a try. And, and it, you know, you guys probably know this, that a lot of podcasts get started, but they don't make it past like the second month or their eighth episode. A lot of podcasts fizzle out. Um, it, it is a commitment for the long haul really to say, I mean, I, maybe you're the same way. I'm not going to listen to a podcast if, if it's not going to continue, if it's, you know, barely once a month or if it's, you know, I, I don't know, they haven't posted anything since February. Like I, you know, with hoops and cards, uh, we're heading into the off season and I'm excited for what is ahead. I started this going in knowing that I would be doing this podcast in one form or another for a long time because I love it. And the interaction from you guys has been so rewarding. So thank you. Uh, any of you that have reached out or sent me messages, uh, whether you are in Melbourne, Australia, I don't know if I said that right. Or Canton, Ohio, or Houston, Texas, 
That has been so much fun. Even Youngstown, like even Youngstown, Ohio, I should have said even Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? It has been great. And it's reminded me too that this this hobby, uh, like anything else in life, really, it's about people. And I'm not going to get all like softy on you. I'm just going to say thank you. And let's continue this. If you're enjoying the Hoops and Cards podcast, give us a uh, review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Give us a shout out. Uh, Share it on your social media platforms. I usually try to post, hey, this new episode just dropped. It's us talking with or me talking with, you know, uh, Andrew from Lucas Tigers and Bronze or whoever the guest is and and telling people what it's about. And that's that's great. That is that's been awesome publicity. Uh, I also had one of you compliment me or maybe this is two of you compliment me that you you guys think I'm being genuine and I'm not like got some some side agenda or trying to make, you know, a certain amount of money per episode. I just want to say I'm glad somebody noticed because <laughs> I, I I'm not making any money and I'm not really trying that hard. I am just enjoying the the NBA, really. And I'm enjoying life alongside of you guys as uh, collectors and investors in the hobby. I so wish I could go to the National. It's just not going to happen this year. Uh, family commitments for sure is one. And, uh, and so, yeah, maybe in the future, I would be hitting up the National because I'd love to meet all these other podcasts that I listen to. You know, we're, I'm just one. I, I get a thrill out of recommending other podcasts to you guys that I have been listening to and enjoying from different parts of the world. So, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Love it. Guys, thank you so much. Please message me. Uh, I didn't sound needy. I'm just like, I love hearing from you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Please send me your takes, your picks, ideas for future topics, because I am going to continue doing basketball cards 101 things. I'm going to continue doing five buys into the off season, even though it's hoops and cards. I'm not always going to talk about cards. I'm going to have some episodes coming up about uh, just the NBA draft, about fantasy basketball. That's going to be a lot of fun. Excuse me. And and about Space Jam, too. You know, uh, I'm a kid of the Jordan era, but I'm also from Akron, Ohio, and I'm thrilled to see LeBron take on that challenge. So lots of other topics and fun episodes ahead. Also going to chase down some great guests at the same time. Um, I'm I'm here to stay, guys. I love this hobby. I love basketball, and I'm grateful for you. Thanks for joining in. Hope you have an awesome week. Hey, Bucks in six. That's their mantra. I'm saying it. It's gonna go seven because we we all need that. <laughs> we all need that thrill. We all need that excitement from the NBA, and it's gonna be so much fun. So, have a great week, guys. See you at the next episode. Target center. What a play!